Welcome to Scott Pilgrim versus the podcast, a podcast where we take down Scott Pilgrim, take him down, take him downtown, downtown with the elbow, as Pete is saying. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we are going to be absolutely wrecking episode five of Scott Pilgrim <laughs> takes off. Lights, camera, sparks, sparks. So if you haven't seen it on Netflix, definitely check it out. But this is a mockumentary-style episode. So we go behind the scenes of a major Canadian motion picture, Scott Pilgrim's Precious Little Life, ostensibly written by young Neil, as Ramona continues to try to figure out what happened to Scott Pilgrim this episode. She is investigating Todd Ingram, voiced by Brandon Routh. And we get some big twists and changes here from everything that we knew about Todd, everything we knew about Envy Adams ultimately leading to her next target, which is Julie Powers and Gideon Graves, a.k.a. Gordon Goose, at the end of the episode. So lots Goose. of stuff going on in the middle here. I did want to ask first, though, Justin, you mm. you were furious. Like, you were livid and screaming the rest last episode because they used the same formula for episode three that they did for episode four. And you weren't having it. You threw a fit, yeah. like, on the floor, yeah. right in the face. This episode yeah. was a different a format. Interim. Yes, yeah, if you a little baby toddler tantrum, like a baby a young... tantrum, toddler tantrum. Yes, I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling young and fresh, so naturally, I want to like really uh, freak out like a candy, uh, candy, a baby who lost his candy. Yeah, yeah, baby wants candy. This well, baby did wants. baby get his candy this episode? That was exactly yeah. the question that I wanted to ask you. Since we again got a different format here, baby got candy. Baby <laughs> liked the format. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, I, I do think, and like uh, you're saying, I threw a big tantrum. I was just saying I liked the no, last I episode don't. a little bit less because we, I just wanted to be clear in case someone's coming in cold and being like, who's baby? And why is everyone trying to put baby in the corner, which is how I feel? Uh, because I was just a little like, oh, now we've established sort of a repeated format. When here, shaking it up, we get a whole new genre look at it. I was actually surprised we stayed in the movie world for this episode. Were you guys? Hmm. Pete, what do you think about that? Uh, I yeah, I didn't how really baby over- feeling. Uh, I didn't overthink how, how, it. You know, I, I tend how to go beard in baby. Like- you're beard, beard baby, and I'm baby. <laughs> okay, great. Just call okay. Me baby. Uh, yeah, I uh, I uh, I had a great time with this episode. Felt good about it overall. Uh, anytime Weird Al is involved, I'm having a great time. Mm. Wow, great. Uh, thank you for the, the input, Pete. <laughs> you real real very- quick, Pete. Yeah, you're just having a good time. When no, you say know, weird, you seem like very clipped about it. Are you upset about this episode? Are you going to be the baby this one? Are you baby? <laughs> Are you throwing a tantrum? <laughs> no, I'm good, man. I'm good. Oh, okay. All right. Are you talking about Weird Al, the recording uh, musician, or Weird Al, that guy who's always just like hanging around you, Pete? Oh no, no, extra- not not the weird dude that I hang out with, whose name happens to be Al. No, I, no yeah, no. it's a real yeah, coincidence that he's yeah, also yeah. Weird Al. Yeah, yeah, I have two weird outs in my life. This the one thing I'm that happy I was most up. surprised about with this episode is, and I guess this isn't the property, this isn't the show. This wasn't very biting. Like I kind of expected. Oh, okay, we're doing the mockumentary format. There's going to be some mm. sort of skewering of how Hollywood works baby. or something That's like that. Yeah, I'm at. the baby. Yeah, Alex is the baby. I'm yes. hat baby. Hat baby. Hat baby. Yes. Hat baby, <laughs> making hat dreams come true. <laughs> oh my god, what is that? Yeah, I don't know. Scott Pilgrim is always like very. 
nice, like it's pleasant in general, even when they're being mean to each other. It's not necessarily biting commentary on anything, but I guess that's what I usually expect out of a mockumentary episode. It's definitely not at all what they were going for here. They were just like, let's do some goofy, fun things with the characters. Let's throw everything into chaos in terms of everything we know. Yeah, it's more of an office mockumentary than like, a, you know, mm. biting hard edge style. You should satire, watch not the true office. satire. Yeah, you should watch the office. I think that that was pretty harsh. That went hard. All of the yeah, episodes. they really took down the oh, paper yeah, industry. The office went hard. Would you say <laughs> the office is the hardest show I've ever seen? Oh my god! Just in terms of I cultural mean, commentary, a scathing I'm, look at the paper industry. Oh mm-hmm. my god! Yeah, I'll never look at the town of Scranton the same way. Again. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Every time I drive through there, I spit. I spit right out of my car window, right yeah, on their ground, because gross, they deserve man. it for what they did. What? No, but I, that's I actually a, a sign of respect in Scranton. Yeah. That's a yeah. positive. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> uh, why don't we talk through this here? It's because we get a lot of stuff going on, as we mentioned. So uh, the setup is now Envy and Todd, who are dating because they're the bad clash at Demon Head together, right, are right, now right. starring in the movie as Ramona and Scott Pilgrim. Um, and I'm a Scott lot of Bilbo. this episode is about the relationship first breaking it up as Todd hooks up with Wallace Wells and sees Sparks and eventually completely breaking it up because they're not together by the end of the episode. Um, no. What do you think, uh, Pete? You're our relationship expert here. How'd you feel about this? How do you feel about Envy and Todd and everything that went on with them? I mean, this was really hilarious. They leaned into the rom-com in this a little bit, especially because they're talking about making Toronto a character in this as well. So kind of playing with the fun rom-com tropes that you hear about. Um, Yeah, I I thought this was, you know, I mean, you, you kind of feel a little bit bad for Todd, which is a first. Normally, he's just super douche. Gets his powers taken away. Oh, that's what he deserves because you can't. Chicken parm isn't uh, vegan. So, like, yeah, I thought this was, you know, handled in a fun way. And I do really like how they're uh, handling the relationships in this show uh, thus far. And, um, yeah, poor Todd. Just Wallace just wrecking hearts uh, as he goes. You know what I mean? I mean, it's Wallace is the villain. Wallace is (laughs) having villain energy. For sure. Well, I had a couple of thoughts I wanted to throw out here, but I think the major one is about Wallace being the villain, as you're bringing up. So they kiss in a very funny scene where Envy and Todd can't stop kissing every time they do a take. It's driving the director, played by Kevin McDonald, absolutely insane. And ultimately, Wallace is like, hey, let's shake it up by letting me make out with Todd. A very Wallace move to do. But... It seems like they both see sparks, but later on, Wallace is like, no, this was just an onset thing. Do you think he's lying or this is an insane thing to say, but like, do sparks work differently than we thought they did on this show? Wow. Well, I mean, that's a big question. I would say, uh, you know, uh, sparks work differently for different people, but I, I feel that like. Yeah, Wallace does seem like the kind of guy of like, uh, yeah, this is just a fling. This was just for this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I didn't feel like when he was walking away, he had secret feelings for Todd. It's just interesting to me. I I agree with you. I think Wallace is being straight up here. But at the same time, I think I kind of expected, based on the first couple episodes, when people see Sparks, that's a sign of mutual attraction and love. Like there is something really there for both of them. It's yeah, that's the thing about Sparks is they can, 
you know, I mean, that's rom-coms bread and butter right there. You think two people are in love. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just one person feeling that way, you know. So, uh, yeah. Well, I think I think what it came down to with this is that uh, Wallace was fell into the genre that they were sort of parodying here of the, the rom-com and the... Because you were talking to Alex about how the satire, you didn't think it was hard-edged enough. But I think they were going after sort of a soft target by do, sort of parodying... Uh, Hollywood a little bit, but also just how rom-coms work in general. Uh, and so that's why I feel like they were sort of hitting that mark and not trying to like undercut all of Hollywood. Yeah, that's the one thing I was surprised you weren't the baby about, uh, Justin, is they're going hard at Hollywood, you know, in these uh, episodes. So I just want I mean, to make the, sure the just, you're feeling okay still about it. You know what I mean? A director saying like the city is a character, like that's funny. That's like it a is. cliche. It is. But it's not like they were going after anyone in particular. And, you know, Edgar Wrong Young being Neil, sort of, you don't think uh, represents a certain part of, you know, uh, what's going on? You know the problem with Hollywood. You know what I mean? Come on, <laughs> okay. Wow. Are, it's a safe place. To why, talk about. why are you getting so hard edged suddenly? <laughs> oh my God! This Peter's is like too five intense. minutes away from going against woke cancel culture, ruining oh, Hollywood. No, no, take exactly. it easy. Take it easy with that. Yeah. Slow your roll. No, it's, uh, but it's I not. Do, sorry, go ahead, Justin. No, you, you, you go, because then I, I, I was just going to say, like in terms of the Hollywood stuff, the things that I was going to throw out there is like. It's ridiculous. It's not satire. It's comedy that they're going for. It's broad comedy. Things like at yeah. day two, the production was $17 million over budget. That's Hilarious. not like, ooh, gotcha, Hollywood. It's three shots in the can. Right. Yeah. That's not going to happen. And it's funny. Yes. That feels like they're making fun of specifically the Scott Pilgrim movie with that stuff. And a lot of this stuff, it doesn't feel like it's after Hollywood. It's after the movie that we've seen and loved. Did it go over budget? I believe so, yes. Oh, okay. Um, I do think the other thing that I was going to call out there that kind of, I feel like, sets up their whole take on this Hollywood thing is repeatedly calling it a major Canadian motion picture. I think they're more yeah. making fun of the fact that, like, you don't think Canada as a producer of enormous movies. Hey, how, how dare you? Yeah. I mean, they don't. It's mostly, like... There's a major, ton of television and movies shot in Canada. Sarah. Sure, but it's mostly just when you're talking about a major Canadian motion picture, it's like, oh, yeah, I got a moose. I got a moose on my phone camera, and I'm going to yeah. release it. How dare you? Sorry. How dare Sorry, you? I just want to <laughs> hey, see up? how hard, how edgy <laughs> this Canadian impression can go, because we're on the border. Yeah. Ooh, Canada's also on the border, eh? Wow. That's really, really <laughs> great. awful. I feel like this is the culture... <laughs> You're about to get canceled. You're, You're about to wrong get over here. Oh, man. Canada canceled. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. And by the end, Todd eats a big bucket of poutine. That that was pretty good. Pete, would you eat a bucket of poutine that large? Like a popcorn bucket of, of poutine? I have. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What are you asking? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? What a crazy question, Alex. Talk about it. That, right, that's let me an take it a question. step further then, because it was clearly like popcorn, large popcorn bucket size, which is already a lot of popcorn. If you went to the movie theater and you had a choice between a large bucket of popcorn while you're watching the movie and a large bucket of poutine, what would you go for, Pete? Both. <laughs> wow. It's a controversial answer. You're going to wow. eat poutine at a movie theater? Your hands are going to be disgusting. <laughs> now, the bucket's going to be soaked through. Yeah, Uh, yeah. the bottom of that bucket's definitely going to collapse any second now. Yeah. Do you do like the M&M trick where you take a little bit of the poutine and pour it in the popcorn so it gets all melty? Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Great. This it's is so too agreeable. much. This gravy, <laughs> so this gravy uh, pornography, basically, what we're talking about here has gone too yeah. far. <laughs> Pete's going to put, a, culture. Gravy Pete's gonna put a couple of buckets together and run a gravy train, if you know what I'm talking about. It's oh, it. wow. Yeah. Good, good, wow. good. This gravy gravy culture is out of control. We need to put it. <laughs> How dare you? We just had Thanksgiving. It was in, in a perfect place. Yes. Sorry, I'm Canadian. What is Thanksgiving? No. It's a holiday celebrated on October 6th, a Monday. To talk about uh, the young Neil of... thing, just to get back to the Hollywood parody stuff, I do think that you're right, Pete. There is a parody of very lightly filled bros who are like, yeah, I love cinema. I saw Mean Streets. Transformers. Yeah, yeah. I saw, maybe not Transformers, but like him wearing the Cronenberg for the president. Cronenberg for president, yes. Yeah. And yes. that was a film bro takedown for sure. Yes, absolutely. And young Neil has that level. He keeps talking about like, how he's into cinema now, and he's a screenwriter. He doesn't know anything about it. Uh, it's very funny. Um, it but again, it's very broad. Like, it's not like Phil Bros are going to watch that and be like, how dare you? You got me in my heart. It's like, huh. You know? But I don't think this show is meant to be doing, uh, no. trying to take anyone down. This show is just having some fun. I don't know. It uh, seems the, the, like they're saying Hollywood uh, is full of shit, and they don't know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> yeah, they're calling it Holly Weird, I heard. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. That's true. Uh, Pete's anti-film bro uh, <laughs> yes, bona fides are showing. The, well, uh, yeah, uh, go ahead, Justin. <laughs> I was going to say, the way the, the relationship stuff plays out, because I think that's where we're talking about, like, what are the big swings here? Like, they're not trying to take down Hollywood or anything. They're trying to mash up all of these characters that we've seen, and they're doing a good job of that. And the way that they do find sympathetic moves for all the exes, I think, is what the fun and sort of direction here is. Uh, this is the other thing that I wanted to bring up is conversely from the previous two episodes where Ramona found real closure with her exes there. She doesn't really do that with Todd, I don't think. We do get that flashback to them together about how they made out in the bleachers. But ultimately, by the end of the episode, Todd is bummed out eating his poutine Envy doesn't like him anymore because she cheated on him and broke up with him. And Ramona has moved on to the next thing. She finds out from Matthew Patel that uh, maybe it's Julie and Gordon Goose who are behind the whole thing. So what do you think about that? I mean, I do think that is a big change up for the formula. Do you feel like there's more closure there that maybe I missed? Or otherwise, how do you feel about this change to the structure? I agree. There wasn't a ton of closure and it wasn't at all like a make peace moment. If anything, it highlighted that Ramona and Todd really just didn't have a relationship and mm -hmm. that Todd even like, you know, despite him seeing sparks, he just feels like a guy that is loves maybe poutine. Most of all, at mm -hmm. the end of the day, like what is, what, what's uh, the takeaway from Todd? He's sort of a well, cipher I think or it, something. I think it's one of those th people who kind of like, uh, you point him in a direction, and he's going to see sparks. Whoever's in front of him, you know what I mean? Like he, like a dum dum. Yeah, a little bit. And I think that um, you know. Also, I love the moment where they confirmed the you know, like yeah, he punched a hole in the moon. Yeah, that was a fun mm -hmm. kind of callback bit. That I was a little bummed out about that, just because I liked the callback, but I absolutely love the joke in the book where he does that. He's like, I'll punch a hole in the moon for you, Ramona. And then I think the caption is something like 30 pages of apocalyptic destruction follow, which is so funny. Yeah. Um, I, they didn't have that in the movie either, but I just love that so much. I wish they had done something like that there. 
Um, but I did like you got a the, little bit. It was fun. You got a little bit. And I did like the joke of dramatic reenactment of a yeah. guy hovering in front of the moon. That was, that was a fun bit. Fun. That was fun. Yeah. Um, how do we feel about Matt? Matthew Patel is sort of taking on the role of Gideon from the original comic, right? He's, a little bit. He's staying in the power. Yeah, he's player. in the helicopter. He's kind of like now the head dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. The power shift for sure. I do think, though, we get an indicator of potentially where things are going to go at the end of the episode here when Ramona and Matt, Matthew Patel, have this. You can't just say his first name. Matthew Patel have this conversation where she reveals that Scott is alive to him. And he's like, he's alive. And he ends his sentence with, is he mad at me? Um, And he even points out, he's like, oh, God, I got all my confidence from killing Scott. What happens now? So. I think there's more to come on that potentially. Uh, and that's, that's a fun direction to send him in. Um, it's an actor who it, it almost feels like I don't have any knowledge of this, but it almost feels like that might've been the Genesis. Like we talked about it in a previous episode of Matthew Patel comes in, fights Scott. That's the only thing he does. You don't know anything about him. So finding out more about him and his character through the actor, through the voice. Um, that's, that's exciting. It's, it gives this project yeah. life, you know? Yeah. Oh, wow. I uh, um, oh, I was going to change subjects. Were you going to? Yeah, no, I was too. Okay. I was, yeah, was going to stay here, but go ahead, you guys. Oh, you going to talk about bad. like something else, like holiday plans or still on the Scott Pilgrim stuff? <laughs> no, just, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll talk about it later. It was holiday plans. Go ahead, Pete. I think sometimes in show where you or shows where you walk away and you're like, oh, there's this one character that they didn't show enough of, and I really wanted more. And then sometimes when you get more of that character, it's not as enjoyable. I think Lucas Lee in this is just constantly hilarious, and I don't ever get tired of him just doing like grunts or little smirks or like the way he uses his smile on the phone and she can't see it. Like there's just that, I don't that know. Was, I, sorry to interrupt you. He was not in this episode. That was the last episode. It was episode. the episode before. But oh, I'm okay. Still, so when you I'm said you wanted to talk about a different topic, it. it was a another episode. Uh, yeah, I wanted to change subjects a little that bit. That is quite I different. Was winding, <laughs> I was winding up to it a little bit, if you would have let me finish. Oh, I'm sorry. Finish, please. So then we get Todd, more Todd in this episode. Mm. And then it's like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, is this because he can be just this one note kind of thing and like the vegan police were such a big part like it also took away from Todd's story a little bit and became like a cooler part of his story I it was just still very cool to kind of see these characters and get more time with them I'm really impressed with the way they're using characters and and getting more time with them and you know, maybe hitting similar jokes that we know and love, but also kind of doing uh, new stuff with them in a way that maybe is formulaic depending on the episode. But man, I'm loving every second we get with uh, these exes. I mean, that brings up a related point there in terms of seeing characters again. Todd breaks his veganism, but we don't see the vegan police. Yeah. Yeah. We don't see Thomas Jane. How are you feeling, Pete? That hurts. It hurts real bad. I'm a baby about that. I mean, <laughs> if you're going to bring everybody back I'm and you're not going to bring the vegan police, I mean, that seems like a huge mistake. What are you even doing? Yeah. yeah. Actually, in in the name of that, P, would you mind mailing Thomas Shane a check for what he would have been paid to be in this show? Yeah, I don't mind. Because uh, he, 
he would every year I him. send him a check around uh, you know Christmas time, Thanksgiving, just to make sure he's doing all right. I know? usually send him a nice. big bucket of change so he can take care of his dirty laundry. Oh, smart. <laughs> nice. Smart. That's got to be expensive just for shipping, Alex. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. more than the amount of change that's in the bucket. It's, it's a bad deal. <laughs> I should not do that. That's ironic. That's sort of ironic. Um, I want to talk about so we a couple of smaller things. Wait, um, can I say one more thing on that? Yeah. Uh, whenever it arrives, it actually gets to his house and he's not there because he's gone for the holidays. And so he'll send me back a note that says, sorry, I missed you, which I'm like, that's fun. Nice. Is he was in a, a movie Punisher? called The Mist. Oh, wow. Oh. Deep cut. I thought Maybe you're like... the biggest Thomas Jane fan, Alec. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Am, I guess. That movie's great. You, you weirdly... should watch The Mist. It's one of the best horror movies of all time. So good. Pete, don't watch it. You'll be too scared. Yeah, you're it's lost too in scary a horror for movie. Pete. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you could just turn the volume down and watch Thomas Jane like a like a real fan. Yeah. No, there's there's like you can see sparks. There's you know, monsters. See sparks. Yeah. Oh. Tell you what. Uh, what I was going to say. We'll watch it together, and I'll uh, I'll put my hands over your eyes, Pete. Wow. And Pete will be. It's all right. He, Pete will be face down in a bucket of poutine anyway. He won't <laughs> right. see anything. He's got gravy eyes. He's got that gravy eye. Uh, what I was going to say is, we get some uh, Stephen and Knives stuff here. They get a meeting. It feels like. They're on the sort of rock and roll arc that Scott mm-hmm. Pilgrim always has. It's just everyone else is concerned with other things except for them, which I think is interesting. Are we going to see sparks fly between those two? Hmm. Steven comes out in the comics as gay, right? Like hooks up with the guy At that the he end. is. Yeah, that yeah. he's making the album with. So I'd say no. What do you? But they. But, I believe there was some knives, Stephen stuff before that happened, though, right? In no, that comments. was knives and pine. Knives uh, and pine and knives and young Neil. Yeah, there was nothing. I thought there was a no. moment where they were palling around. I don't know. Um, Stephen was together with Julie on and off. Julie, most of the book. Yes, and then he broke up and got together with the Beardo. Yeah. Um, speaking well, of the rock and roll of it all, I love the line where Todd's like. We're rock stars. We do whatever we want. We want to do right now is be a movie star. It's <laughs> just so funny. Just so funny. Yeah. That is very funny. Uh, other notes. Oh, on the Stephen and Dives thing, I did want to say it was such a weird joke. I had to look it up, and I still don't get it. But when Stephen and Dives, they say they wrote a song that's like a cross between the last number in All That Jazz and the first number in Grease 2. I, I don't know what is going Like, that is such a dense joke. There has to be something there. It's but. fun. It's just, I like the first and last of that joke. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just. Really I don't fun. know the specifics either, but my takeaway was probably least not favorite songs from either of those mm-hmm. projects. Grease no. Two is famously not something anyone liked. Yeah. So I, I feel uh, like that's. I feel like there's some Grease Two heads out there. Mm-hmm. There yeah, definitely are. One hundred percent. There's a fan for everything out there. Oh, we didn't talk about the fight yet. We haven't really talked about Ramona in this episode at all. Um, Shame on us. Shame on us. Mostly because, I don't know, she's just kind of there most of the episode. Oh, how dare you? She's a little bit along for the ride. Yeah. To be honest, given how old she is, I was worried that maybe she died at some point. Gotta get it in there. I can't. I can't. She came back. Yeah, and Justin, you got a butt shot as they as she skated away. I, of course, I'm telling you the butts, the obsession with butts in this show. I mean, I've I not def- watched I'm, one episode and thought, man, they're focusing on butts. Yep. They just have now, little cutaways to butts. When Justin and I watched the show together, I put my hand over his eyes for any shots that are not butts. So he actually, oh, okay. yeah, 
Doesn't but I actually have that. seen a lot of the episode because there's so many butts. <laughs> there's so many butts. The uh, yeah, fight I mean, stuff was mostly fun. She's it's fun. She's mostly here as a joke. This episode, like her being but the stunt double butt. for Envy, who is herself. Yeah, she does. This is my least favorite fight. I thought it was a funny setup to have the Wallace Wells yeah stunt doubles versus Envy Adams stunt double. The joke where the guys who are doing the documentary hear the narrator saying Wallace Wells versus MV Adams fight. And they're like, who's that? Huh? Good little meta joke there. Fun. It's fun. I like this one better than the Ninja Paparazzi, but um, wow. that was my least favorite. Yeah, wow. A couple of other things. I love that every fight sequence. So I like the running joke about her going up to people in the movie and being like, I'm looking for Scott Pilgrim and then them saying, I'm Scott Pilgrim. Pilgrim, yeah. Which they did with Todd again yeah. in this episode. It, Todd saying, I'm Scott Pilgrim uh, a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Really hilarious. Todd getting the tattoo of Wallace as a little sailor boy right on his body. That was pretty cute. Cute. Uh, also, vegans never wafer. Very fun. silly joke, but very fun. Uh, well, uh, well, we got well. to see the P bar. The yeah, P bar. Get to see yeah. The P bar. Yeah, that was nice. Uh, well, well, wells. That was, that was a dumb joke, but it made me laugh. Also, the, I don't know, this was such a random thing, but it made me laugh when Todd looks up to the roof of his trailer and sees Wallace and the Stars and they play an air horn. I don't know. That was very yeah. funny to me. I guess I just like air horns. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you love um, all like DJ music, right? Love, every like, uh, every single bit. I've never heard some bad DJ music. I've never heard a bad morning <coughs> show. It's all wow. good. The uh, and we get a little bit of uh, Robot O One is watching yeah. towards the end they of the gotta, episode. I'm hoping next episode we kind of get to that because I'm sick of Robot One now. I'm like, all right, Ooh, yeah, you're there. They dragged out the mystery. Interesting. Well, here's the thing. Like that is like the ongoing thing. Uh, we have a, the only other cl- major clue to me is that no one else could have written the script besides Scott Pilgrim, basically. So we're going to get Nega some Scott. some Scott. Nega Scott is something we said, or some other version of Scott. I feel like they could do a talk about parroting Hollywood. A multiverse thing could happen here. So Ooh. we'll see. So Scott is a thing, but the, the twins. Robot One implies the twins, unless there's something they're also going to see differently. So. I'm curious. I haven't watched ahead. If anyone has and they're listening to this, we all sound dumb. But um, I feel like to me, it seems random that the twins would just be arbitrarily the exes who are behind it all. So I got to put it on to a Scott or Nega Scott situation. And maybe Robot One is somehow working for for him or them. Mm-hmm. Pete, what about you? You got a big theory at this point or any big theories other than I'm having a good time? I'm having a great time, great theory. Um, and uh, that's all that matters. No, I, I think that, yeah, I don't care if it's Gideon behind the robot or the twins or whatever, but I really want to deal with it because just having them pop up every once in a while, I'm like, when are we going to kind of uh, deal with this? Um, so well, three more episodes. Yeah, three more episodes, so soon. I would say. Well, yeah. let's deal with it in the next episode and then build up to something. You know what I mean? Like, come on. All right, we'll see what happens. Uh, anything else you guys want to call about? Call out about the episode before we wrap up here. I just love Pete's having a 
good time theories when they come, <laughs> they come together. Because you know what? They're very provable. Pete's having a good time, so it's always correct. Mm-hmm. And then the Julie, uh, Julie Gideon stuff, that's interesting to me. I think that's going to be a fun episode, perhaps the next episode it seems like. But I don't think they or he is behind any of this because all he did was take L's after yeah. the Do you change. think – Based on the la- entirely on the last shot of the episode, do you think they put Julie and Gordon together because they both have glasses, so they could do that shot of like them having the whited out glasses, so they look evil? I don't know. Um, does your wife have glasses, Alex? Um, she does. Yes. There you go. Glasses love glasses. <laughs> That's what I always say. Gla- and you always say glasses love asses. Yeah, I do. What? I, I, I say I say no glasses love asses because no I don't glasses have glasses. Love asses. And I glasses love, love glasses, I love but asses. no glasses love asses. Ah, <laughs> uh, that old wise oh, that, tale. Uh, coincidentally, the, coincidentally, that's my warm up when I have to do any sort of. <laughs> wow, glasses really love glasses, no glasses love asses. Yeah, yep, yeah. Great. Uh, well, listen, I think that was a close one, like the last episode with a little baby tantrum that happened. We had a bunch of baby tantrums this episode, but I still so think, many babies. I still think Scott Pilgrim took this one, unfortunately. Oh, so, come on. No, you it's want crazy. to give this he keeps one to winning. us? He does, no. He's the strongest fighter no. in the province. I don't know how we're going to pull out a yeah. W by the end here. We're going to be like a Gordon <sighs> Goose ourselves. If you'd like to support oh, this easy. podcast and all the podcasts we do, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Facebook and YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about Scott Pilgrim, Apple, Spotify, Android, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow the show at comic book live at comic book live, excuse me, on Twitter slash X comic book club live on TikTok and Instagram comic book club live.com for this podcast and many more. And next time, Scott Pilgrim, you're going to be the baby. You're the baby, yeah, Scott. Pilgrim. You're the baby. We're the babies and you're the baby. We're all babies. And this is a fun nursery school where we fight. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good idea for a business. Yeah, it is. I think it's just nursery school, though. Yeah.